0: Thank you, Jesus. Our scripture reading today is Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. When a large crowd was coming together and those from various cities were journeying to him, he spoke by way of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell along the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. Other seed fell into good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great As he said these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant. And he said, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest rest it is in parables. So seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts that they will not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no firm root. They believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. The seed which fell among the thorns... These are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Please join me in prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Your word has established truth, protected truth, affirmed truth from the very beginning. We come before you with our hearts bowed, knowing that that you are God and we are not. Thank you, Lord, for the provision of so great a salvation that saves sinners like us. Father, even as we read, we pray that we are not that we are not those that have hard hearts. We are not those that do not see, that do not hear. I pray, Father, that, that, that we call out to you, even in the midst of our blessings. Thank you. And in the midst of our struggles, we call out to you. Father, we pray that you would strengthen the marriages in our church, heal our maladies, Provide our daily bread. Lord, we pray that, that, that your word is not snatched away, it's not snatched away by the enemy, that it is not choked out by the pains and pleasures of this life. Father, we pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. We pray that we would receive, not just in our head, but in our hearts. Let us be those that have the honest and good hearts that are prone to perseverance. Lord, we pray that we would be good clay in the Master's hands. Lord, now as the uh, service continues, we we pray for our youth that will be testimony, giving testimony, Lord, to what you're doing in them and through them. Father, give them calm hearts, clarity of mind, clarity of thought. Lord, that to you be the glory. Thank you for Corey, Pastor Corey. Lord, as he leads a wonderful group of young people in our church, blesses us in so many ways. Lord, Lord, just, uh, just prepare our hearts. We thank you, Father, for all you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Well, good morning, church. I tell you, I think um, I could be biased, but I think I, I stand in a pretty privileged position. You know, I, I uh, obviously I love working with students, but um, or I probably wouldn't last very long, in my profession. Uh, but I really love getting to see how God uses all people. You know? doesn't matter the age, but especially young people. And I'm constantly reminded of all the Bible stories where you see a young person and God's working through them. I think of, think of uh, the story of Joseph uh, from a very young age. He gets thrown into a pit and yet God works through him to eventually save his people. I think of um, King Josiah, who was a king at age 12. I think about David, who was a young man fighting off bears and taking down Goliath. I think about many of the disciples who are young, and yet they're following Jesus, and Jesus is, has picked these to one day lead the church. And, uh, and I say that just going, man, uh, I, I look at our students today, and I'm going, you know the stories that we read about in the Bible, and it's hard to imagine that happening today, and I'm going, it's happening right before our eyes. God's doing it. And and I just love the privileged position. I get to be a part of that and see that. And so really awesome just to have this opportunity, have the students come. Many of them are terrified, and some of them are overconfident. And uh, <laughs> I'll let you pick, okay? <laughs> uh, but really the Lord did a lot of amazing things uh, on this trip. And uh, if you don't know what the trip is, we call it LTC um, it stands for Lead the Cause. Lead the Cause. The cause being the advancement of the gospel. And it is a conference that has been happening now, um, I think, for six or seven years. Uh, we've been a part of it for at least three or four now. This is third year. And, uh, and, and they, they, they get young people from all over the United States, uh, usually about 400, 450 a week. There's two weeks that they do this. And they equip and train the students on how to share their faith. And it is, uh, I, I, it's, it's intense. When you think about a student uh, trip, you know, oftentimes we think of some type of camp that has lots of fun and and, and, and all the, all the things that go with that. And those are great. This is not that. <laughs> this this is. Uh, I think you would be impressed. This is a conference style. Situation in which students they get up early, uh, many of them know they were up earlier and what they 've been up all summer yeah. <laughs> and uh, you get you get to breakfast early because you 've got about four hours of conference material to get through in the morning, and then you 're going to go out and do an outreach project and then you 're going to come back, eat dinner, you might get thirty minutes there, and then you 're going to go back into more teaching and it is, it's just it 's one of those situations where if they were to actually give you a break they 'd have to make it a two week conference all right because it is packed full and so I love it's impressive not just what the students are doing but just that uh, they would go through that and and love it it's amazing so lead the cause it is a week-long we call it a mission trip slash evangelism intensive in which students from all over are challenged encouraged and equipped to share the gospel with others there are four major themes that each day is broken out to Uh, the first day is prayer the very first full day, the students receive a, b- a lot of teaching, theology, uh, what prayer is, how to pray, why pray. And uh, and then we actually are taken out to Columbine High School. And many of you are familiar with Columbine High School. It was kind of the first school shooting. It wasn't the first school shooting, but it was the first one that got the nation's attention in a big way. It was actually the reason why Dare to Share became an organization, because Greg, the leader, he actually left his position as a senior pastor to pursue uh, what does it look like to equip students to share the gospel and to stop tragedies like this from happening. And we spend the afternoon praying, walking around the Columbine High School, seeing the Columbine Memorial, and and really praying not just for their school, but for the schools that all the students there represent. The second day uh, theme is Care Day. And the students are spent, uh, again, the morning learning, what does it mean to care for someone? Why is it important to care for someone? Uh, And and what's the effect of that? Um, Students uh, are taught that, you know, people really don't want to hear what you have to say until they know how much you care about them. And then we spend the afternoon serving with another Christian organization uh, to go love on impoverished communities all over Denver. The third day, the theme is Share Day. And by this time, the students have already been trained. How do you have a gospel conversation? That is, how do, you, how do you have a conversation with someone that can lead to you actually getting to share the gospel of Jesus with them? And they're challenged that in the afternoon that they would go and have three conversations that would lead to sharing of the gospel. And so these students actually hit the streets of Denver, walked around asking people, hey, can we pray for you? Can we share the gospel with you? And, and just, I mean, essentially cold calling people, <laughs> right? <laughs> and going out. And, and many of you, may that may sound terrifying, but we see this every year, is that we go out, and sure, they're, they're the first, I think we got rejected at least three times, pretty, pretty hardcore. And, uh, but then the next person, God had clearly been preparing, and we end up spending an hour just with a good conversation, prayer, and the Lord working in and through it. And So God is still working in that way. The last day, then, the students spend planning. How do we take all that we learned, what we were challenged with, and how do we bring that back to Port Angeles? How do we bring that back to our community? And they're asked to come up with some goals. And I want to share with you the goals, because I think you'll be challenged by their goals as well. This, this is the goals the students have. That by this year, the end of the year, no, the next year, end of year is coming quite quickly. In uh, the next year, the students would have... 300 gospel conversations. That they would pray for their lost friends and family 10,000 times. They would like to see 15 baptisms of their peers. They would like to increase the number of students who have been trained and actually want to share the gospel. Essentially, they want to raise up other students who would join the cause. And the older students, they want to be more intentional with raising up the younger students. Pretty amazing goals. (laughs) And so I don't want to take too much time up here because there were 10 students who went on this trip and I told them to get like three minutes (laughs) to share. All of them are going, Corey, we have so much more than three minutes to share. So if you see me walking up on the stage, it means I'm taking the microphone. Not trying to be rude. Uh, but I, but I am. T- we are trying to abide by our time limit. All right? Sound good? All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. First, RJ Cheney, he's going to come up and share. Nice.
2: I'm going to
3: need it. Hello, I am RJ Cheney. I uh, was thinking all throughout this week that I want... I don't know what to share. There are so many stories that really kind of spoke out to me but I would say the one that really touched my heart was uh, the second day we went out to this park with a whole bunch of little kids just sharing the gospel and playing games, having fun. Uh, we split up in two groups. The first group played with the kids, uh, shared with them, and then the second group, we had, like, care packages and blankets that we would bring to door-to-door, and we would give it to them for free, and would also see if we could share the gospel through that way. Um... So we did the care packages. I teamed up with two other people, Lauren and uh, Adelaide. No, not Adelaide, sorry. Uh, Anna Maris, (laughs) I forgot her name. And she's all the way from Arkansas. She was a cool person I met. And then um, we decided also to deliver these blankets to them. Uh, We had one blanket left, and there was this guy that just walked outside. And I was like, I feel like I should go give this blanket and just... I feel like I need to pray for him. So I walked up, I introduced myself. uh, Anna Maris introduced herself. And this guy just seemed pretty down. He seemed a little sad. So after he gave the blanket, I told him the organization we're part of, what we're doing. He, I asked if I could pray for him. If there was anything that I could pray for. And he, he spoke up a little bit. He was like, "I'm not really religious, but uh, I would love if you can pray for my son. He recently just passed away. He was about a year, to two years old." And that, that really just kind of made me feel sad. So at that moment, I asked if we could put our, like, if we can put our hands on him and just pray. So for the next like minute or two, we're just. Praying for this. Oh, there's, um, there's a stand behind me. Uh, we were praying for this uh, just guy, and then afterwards, he, he just like wanted a hug, and he looked at us and was like, "Can I just like thank you? I can't thank you enough. Um, I'm not religious. I used to be. I used to be in Catholic, but can I just give you a huge hug?" So we gave him a hug, and he was like, "I want to start reading the Bible more. What you're doing right now has inspired me more." I was like, "Okay, let's go." We did it. <laughs> I'm just like. it was uh i was trying not to tear up that whole time because he was crying while we were praying i'm like okay i gotta keep it straight i gotta i gotta pray for this man i'm here to help him but at that moment that was when i really truly learned like we're not out here just learning we're actually out here kind of like changing lives. this is real it's not fun it's i mean it is fun but it's it's not supposed to be a fun trip we're here to learn how to be disciples and make more disciples and it was it was just a really heartwarming and i beat three minutes all right, uh, thank you. And then I think next up is Addie so
4: hello i 'm Addie. Um, this was my second time going to lead the cause, and I think that what definitely most impacted me was the was prayer because we The theme of the week, I feel like, was just kind of centered around prayer in general. And um, so we spent a lot of time in prayer. Through like every session, it was just like we'd stop and we'd pray. We had a challenge at the beginning of the week to stop and pray three times a day at least on our knees. And so throughout the different sessions throughout the day, we'd stop you know, it was it, it would be in worship or something, so we'd stop and we'd have music play in the background, and we'd get on our knees and we'd all pray. And then it was just like doing it so many times, it seems like, you know, like it was a good reminder because I don't do it enough. So it was really refreshing to be reintroduced into that and, um, you know, just kind of doing it over and over again, and then it encouraged me to definitely try to spend more time in prayer, and more time in the Word, because I realized that I don't do it enough, and I, I don't know, it was, it was very encouraging, but, um, so there was one evening that after the session, we were all encouraged to call a friend and share the gospel with them, This was amazing and kind of terrifying at the same time. And the person I had on my mind, I happened to not have their number, though. So I decided that I would just pray for them because I didn't really know what else I could do. And so, so like, because it's like a college campus, there's, like, the, the session room, and then you can walk back to your dorms, which is another on the other side of the campus. And so I was walking back from the session, just kind of praying over, you know, praying for my friend. And I could just see everybody having conversations on the phone. I was walking by them. You know, you could hear snippets of quiet conversations. You see people crying. There's people just, like, like sitting in prayer. And then as I kept walking, there was groups huddled up, praying, everybody. it was It was amazing. And so I kept walking and then eventually I see my group and we're all in a huddle and we're all praying and I'm like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> and I walk over there and everybody's like shaking with tears and we're all crying and it was, it was so heartwarming and it was just like, I don't know, it was so rich as we're praying for the people that had conversations and the people that, you know, Somebody called their friend, and they didn't pick up. But, you know, or maybe they'd say they'd call back later. But just, like, we just got to bring it back to God and just kind of, we just got to, like, sit in his glory as we prayed. And it was just, like, it was so, like, I can't describe it. It was just so wonderful to see that everybody was so that everybody cared for each other so deeply, and that we were all, you know, wanting the same thing. And um, you could definitely just feel the Holy Spirit through all of it. And um, so just it being such a refreshing reminder for myself, I encourage you all to spend more time in prayer and in the Word. And just, you know, it's hard to have a relationship with somebody you don't talk to. So yeah next up is
5: hello I'm Hallie and this was also my second year and you know so I was I went got to go last year and it like changed my life like I came back so on fire for the Lord and so ready to like be a part of youth group more, and CORE gave me so many opportunities to step up and lead, and it was incredible, and, you know, I was telling a lot of people that came this year, my friends, and I was like, oh my goodness, you're going to love, it's going to be so great, and I kind of, like, in my mind was like, okay, you know, this is your second year, you've done this before, like, you know what you're going to do, so this year you're going to be, like, more bold, you're going to step up more, like, you know, you can do it this year because you know stuff more because this is your second year, (laughs) And so, you know, I wanted to do it for Jesus and I was on fire for Jesus, but in my mind I was thinking of doing it in my own strength because I've done this before and I know the material. And on the care day that Corey was talking about, there's like, some of the, like RJ was saying, some of the groups went out to talk to people. And I was like, oh, I'll go talk with people, like Corey, I'll go with you. And we like went to these houses and knocked on the doors and like invited them to the thing. And then we uh like asked if we could pray for them, and nobody answered the door. And I was all like, okay, Lord, I was trying to be bold, but <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> And so, you know, and I tried but failed. And then we went out to share the gospel. And I was like, this is, like, you know, I've done this before. So I get to step up this year and, like, be the start of conversations. Like, be more, I know the gospel acronym by heart. Like, I can do it. And then literally I had Corey start every single conversation. And I totally failed. Like, the Lord still got to use the conversations we had. But I didn't do the goals that I had. And I just, then that night, Greg talked about seeing what others don't see. And he was talking about how, uh... What others don't see is Jesus. And the King Jesus, when you get a glimpse of him, when you feel his presence, that's what changes people's lives. And so I had been like, oh, I was trying to do all this out on my own strength because I thought that I knew the information well, that I could change people's life with my own thing because it's the truth and it's an incredible information. But what I learned this year is that You want to know the facts and stuff, but in the end, the thing that's going to change someone's life isn't how well you know the facts or how well you know the gospel or how well you can articulate it or how caring you are. Like, that doesn't matter. It's only Jesus that can change someone's heart. And the only reason why I'm following Jesus is because I've met him and I felt his presence and I know that he loves me and I want to spend my whole life following him. And so I just realized this trip that, you know, as I go back home and we go out to do more stuff and that I need to focus on Jesus, and one of the things that I feel like I was challenged on, which also Tom talked about this at camp, and it was like the perfect message, exactly what I needed, what he was talking about, and one of the things that I feel like I was challenged of is that Um, I have to depend on him so that others can see Jesus in me. And if I try to do it in my own strength, it doesn't matter if my intentions are right. If I try to do it out of my own will, I'm going to fail. And not that failure is the end of the world. God can still use it. But when I'm depending on him by, like Addie said, reading his word, by praying, that's when people are going to see him inside of me because I spend so much time with him and I have a relationship with him and that's what's going to change people's life, is him in me. And this one verse that I read when I got back that really impacted me is 2 Corinthians. 12 verses 9 through 10. It says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness in insults and in hardships and persecutions in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so that was what I learned this week is that When I focus on Jesus, then I'm going to be strong and I'll be able to, he'll be able to use me for whatever mission he has for my life. And I'm so excited to see all these people that went on the trip. They're so on fire for the Lord and it's so cool that they're all in it with me this year. And I'm so excited. There's been such a call on all these kids' life and they have the spirit of the God inside of them. And something's going to happen really cool this year. And it's going to be awesome. And even at camp, you could see other people. We're catching the fire, wanting to go share the gospel. But it's going to be hard because Satan's going to attack us because we're doing something that he doesn't want. So if you guys could just keep us all in your prayers as the school year's starting soon, and we're going back to public school or wherever we're going, or we're going to try to take more steps to be involved with kids, just prayer that the Spirit will be able to keep depending on him and his Spirit will be inside of us and that we'll be able to start a movement and show people Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs>
6: Hello. (laughs) My name's Isaac. I had a couple friends who prepared about three pages. I didn't. (laughs) Followed their example, not my own. Um, First thing that comes to mind as I was thinking about what I want to talk about yesterday is there's this man whom I respect very much. He goes by the name Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort once compared the excitement of sharing the gospel with the excitement of having a root canal. <laughs> but despite his fear, almost every day for who knows how long, many years now, he goes out to his hometown and he shares the gospel with strangers. He, he has more faith than he has fear. And that makes me think of all the all the internationals who came to LTC this year. We had several people from other countries, people from countries where it is very much illegal to share the gospel and to have faith in Christ. And these people in those countries are willing to share the gospel anyway, even though it means may mean they could die. Um, so I think the worst thing that can happen to us in America is that someone may make fun of us, or they may cuss us out. And in the end, we got to realize it's not even about us, it's about Christ and how they feel about Jesus. (laughs) They, they, They hate us because they hate him. And I think that what we need to do is not to hate them back, but to do what Jesus did. And he was willing to sit with sinners and to disciple to them, and even die for them. And so we should be willing to at least tell them what he did for them. We should be willing to share the gospel with them and to take the time to, you know, love on them. What's so funny, Aiden? (laughs) Anyway, so that was encouragement to me. And I did find that you will be persecuted against, even in America. The first person I walked up to on share day when we went into Denver to share the gospel, I get two sentences in and he looks at me in the eye and he says straight up, what's this really about? And then I told him I wanted to talk to him about Jesus Christ. And immediately after he said that, after I said that, I'm sorry, he walks away with visible anger. He says, I don't want to talk about this. But I realized that I wasn't hurt by what he said. I was fine. The person who was really hurting was him. And that's why I, de- I decided to pray for him instead of feeling upset or angry at him. So that would be my encouragement to you guys to have more faith than fear, to be willing to share the gospel with those who need it. Because for every person who never hears a gospel is another person who ends up in hell. Thank you
7: uh hi my name's emery i also went to lead the co- lead the cause this year this was my my first year doing this and i think there were a lot of things that impacted me like i can't sum up the whole trip in three minutes i just don't i just can't do it it was so amazing but um the first day we got there um One of the things Corey challenged us to do was to take the things in life that you were struggling with, maybe sin, you know, anxiety, whatever, and for this week, for the week that we were at LTC, just leave that at home. Focus on God and focus on what he's doing in you. And I think that was really impactful to me because it it was really easy when you're living in this intensive week of just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that gets harder when you go back to daily life, but I think that was something that impacted me so much because every time that fear came up, that fear of God, or that fear that, you know, people were going to reject you because of your faith, I just like immediately had this no, this is in your hands, God. It's not mine. I'm not saving these people, you are. And so I think that was what impacted me the most was just really being able to drop everything and just say, Jesus, this is not about me. And um, I think that also had to do with, we were praying so much this whole week. Like Addie said, like it was like prayer, prayer, prayer. We just, you know, every time something happened, it was like, let's just stop and pray. Um, and that's something that is just an incredible gift from God that I feel like is something he has really put on my heart to do more. It's to just stop and pray. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, just drop it and pray. And so I think that was something that, like, when when those fears came to my head, and I, I, I know that the peers that were with me, like they, they also had this like fears were like you were you were afraid that people were gonna reject you, you were afraid that you were not gonna be able to actually have a gospel conversation. But like it was so easy because we were just so in prayer to be like, God, this is not about me. And so that's something that I would kind of just like challenge you guys to think about is praying and just sitting in when you're sitting in your fear and you're sitting in your anxiety, your worries to just go, God, this is, this is my sin. It's, you're so much bigger. My sin is just so small, and I get so caught up in it. But God, you're so much bigger. And I think that week, this week that we went to Denver, like that was really just what we were focusing on, was God. It wasn't about us. We weren't changing these people li- people's lives. It was God. And so I think that's just like, like I said, I I would just encourage you to pray about that and to just pray about any struggles you're having. Bring it to God. It is so much easier to deal with those things when you're not the one dealing with them, and it's God. And I think we get really lost sometimes in all the struggles this world has to offer. And we say, "I, I just can't deal with you right now, God. This is about my sin. But sometimes, well, really all the time, but that's just that's something we do we get caught up in sin and so i would like i said really encourage you just drop everything and pray and say god this is not about me so yeah i think that was the thing i really took away from ltc um
8: hey guys so i'm lauren um this was also my first year going um So my favorite day was um, Sherry Day. Not saying they weren't all my favorite, but Sherry Day was really fun. So um, in the morning, we, like, practiced with our core groups and everything, um, and then we went out to downtown Denver. In my group, we was Kedron, Isaac, and our youth leader, Molly, so we went out and we tried to go up to some people, and some people were really harsh about it. They were like, oh, "This is about the gospel thing. I don't want to hear about it." And I was just like, "Okay, next person." So we just went around a lot of people, but there was we saw this one guy um, sitting alone, and we went up to him. Um, his name's C J, by the way, <laughs> um, and he t- started a conversation with him. Turned out he was a believer, um, but he didn't go to church, but was still a believer. So, and then we went through like the gospel acronym with him. And then we said, hey, is there anything we could pray for you about? And he was like, yeah. So we prayed for him. And then after we left, um, that was it. But, like, when I left, I, like, felt less nervous because I was kind of, like, pretty nervous about going up to people. But I felt, like, less nervous. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, how many other people can we share the gospel with? So it was, like, really fun. We went up to a couple more people. But then it kind of brought me back to, like, PA and, like, seeing all the hurting kids here and me being a public school student and growing up in PA my whole life kind of brought me back to like my friends my peers and my classmates and even the kids I don't really know but just seeing how much they're hurting and uh, like me going to my first year of high school like my goal is like to share the gospel with as many kids as I see hurting and like just to let them know that there's a God who loves them no matter how many times they've sinned and that there's a God who loves them to like infinity that's like my goal and um, I also want to thank my amazing LTC group (laughs) so yeah.
9: Okay, so my name's Aiden, and what impacted me this week was the prayer day, just in general. Last, this is my second year going, and last year, um, the prayer day, we just went to Columbine High School, and we just prayed outside the school for like the school and for the families that were impacted by that day, and just for like schools in general. But this year, we got to go there, and we prayed right outside the school, and we did a prayer rock prayer walk around the school, and we did those same things. We prayed for the school, for Combine, and for, like, our schools and just for, like, revivals to happen in them. And then we went inside and we got to pray in there, which was really cool just to see the inside of the school. And then we got to also go and just sing out, and there's a park right next to the school. We just got to sing a lot of songs, and that was really impactful. And then also just going up to the memorial that they have and just seeing all, like, the Um, students, just their testimonies. And there's a lot of actually, like, God in that memorial, and it's kind of crazy. And um, so what um, my takeaway from it is just prayer in general and how important it is. And, like, this group, we have a group chat, and... <laughs> Sometimes or people just send a prayer request, and we'll all just be like, okay, we'll pray for that. And you know that these people will pray for your prayer requests and that your um, prayers are important to them as important as they are to you. So, thank you.
10: Hi, my name's Taylor. Um, this was my first year going to lead the cause. And I was thinking just throughout this whole week after Corey told us that we were talking today, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Because <clears throat> there was just so much that happened that week. It's just it's all so impactful. And I just want to share it all with you guys, but I can't do that in three minutes, unfortunately. Um, but I managed to narrow it down. So I'm going to share with you guys this story of kind of just like one thing that God was challenged me with this week, or that week. Um, but Yeah. So throughout the whole week, God, I felt like he had put this, like, one person on my heart, and there were times just after the evening sessions when they'd be like, text this person or call this person, like, share the gospel with them or care for them or something, and every time that person would come to mind, and I'd just be like, no, that's weird. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It'd be really weird for me to reach out to that specific person. I I don't want to do that. Um... And so, on Friday, which was Dare Day, they dared us to write a letter to somebody. And so I, I was sitting in um, our dorm at the table, and I'm looking at this piece of paper, and I knew I was supposed to write it to that person. I knew <laughs> that that was supposed I was supposed to be doing, but I sat there, and I was just literally fighting with God, because I didn't want to write it to that person, <laughs> and um there wasn't really a specific reason why I didn't want to write it to them because I do really love this person, but I just thought in my head, I was like, no, they're going to think I'm crazy. And so I didn't want to. But then I sat there, I don't even know for how long, and then I finally was like, okay, you know what, whatever, Jesus. (laughs) You win, I'll do it. And so I did it. I wrote the letter to the person, and I... It was after i wrote it it was so weird because i just felt completely peaceful about the whole situation and i was like wow that was a lot of fighting for nothing and then i gave it to Corey, and the peace all went away and i was like oh shoot (laughs) this is real but yeah that was just something that god really challenged me with throughout the week or yeah um but yeah, the person that I sent it to did text me about a week after we got home, and basically just thanked me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's it.
11: <laughs> Hi, I'm Ebony, and um, I have a little backstory. So when I was younger, I used to live in Alaska, and my dad was a youth and worship leader, pastor. And I remember I would sneak into my other pastor, Pastor David's office, and he had a little bottle of anointing oil. And I'd be like, can you pray for me, please, and anoint me, because this is fun. And so he'd pray for me, and I, I didn't really think anything think about it. Until the last day of LTC, um, Corey was supposed to pray for us and anoint us, and I completely lost it. I was crying, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's like, it wasn't Alaska, and I'm praying with my people, and this is my favorite thing. And I think that it is so special that we are able to not only pray by ourselves with God, but we also have a community that we can pray all together with and I think that's really special and another thing that impacted me was just this whole entire summer I have been struggling with fear and um I think I tend to overthink things and like right now I'm like I wish I could hide behind my guitar (laughs) But, um, you know, I think this is something God has called me to do. And one of the things that, I can't remember his name, but one of the people who was speaking at LTC said, courageous people aren't always confident, but they know who they are and who they are in Christ. So I want to challenge you guys to step out, and maybe you need to share the gospel with someone, or just pray for someone, or maybe you need prayed for. But yeah, and I have two verses that I would like to share. The first one is, I wrote it on my arm, uh, Psalm 23. Um, He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. And the next one is Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So, yeah.
12: Hello. Um, My name is (laughs) Kedron, and I'm going to be sharing um, one of the stories from LTC, things just, or something that impacted me the most. Addie already kind of brought it up. Basically, one of the nights after, it was one of the evening services where Greg, one of the people who who was speaking um, at LTC, he challenged us, he was going to pray for us, and then at the end of his prayer, when we all said amen, you were going to, how Taylor was saying about, like, there was a person on your mind that they kind of told you to think about. You were just going to pull up their contacts and then click the call button and call them and share the gospel with them. And I was like, wow, okay. So we get done praying and I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, here we go. I didn't know how this person was going to react to it at all or like, what his opinions were at all, but I just was like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this whole week I've learned about sharing the gospel, and this is my chance to put it to work. And especially, like, it's someone you already have a friendship with, so it's really important that you want to share something that you're so passionate about to that person. So I call him, and I'm, like, walking out of the gym, which is the conference room that we had the messages in, And I was like, well, so I'm just going to call him. And I start calling him, and he actually does pick up. I was like, oh, nice. So then (laughs) I was like, hey, how have you been? Just kind of catching up, starting a conversation. And then basically said, like, hey, can I talk to you for a second about something? And he's like, oh, yeah, what's up? Like, he was clearly worried. He probably thought I was dying or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, um, can I talk to you about something? And he's like, actually, I'm about to leave to go camping, but I'll call you right back. Like, I'm going to finish camping, or packing, not camping. Um, And so I walk out of the conference room, and I kind of meet up with um, the group that I was with. And that's when Addie said we all, like, stood on the side of the walkway, and we prayed together. And during that time of prayer, like... I was one of the people who was shaking and crying, I will admit. But it was such, like, a powerful moment. Like, I was just, like Addie said, like, we were seeing all these people spread around campus, just sharing with people, on the phone with people, like, having conversations and praying. And it was just so cool to see, like, that everyone was doing that. And we were all praying about the people who we were going to call or people we had just prayer requests about. And people were playing, or playing, praying for the person that I was going to... Um, call on the phone and it was just like it it gave me hope and I could just feel God's presence and like I knew that when I was on the phone with him um it wasn't going to be me speaking to him it was going to be God speaking through me to him and so we get back to the dorms and he's like hey I can call you now so he calls me and I pick up and then I just kind of We were having like a little youth group session, like inside one of the dorms. So they were doing that, and I just kind of stepped outside and sat on the floor, like on the phone. And he picks up, and I was like, "Hey, can I talk to you about something? Something that's really important to me?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." Like I had a feeling he was going to be pretty open about it, and he was, so it was good. And I basically just kind of started like sharing the gospel with him. I kind of kept in head, we or in my head, like we had these the gospel acronym where we could go by letters and kind of keep in mind like how we want to share it so um the first actually letter of the gospel acronym is g so i was like oh god created us to be with him i wanted to share that point with him and i knew he like he likes nature being outside and so i was like trying to kind of tie that into the conversation so i was like i really feel like god created us to be with him and even nature outside like when you're out in nature i feel like you can feel his presence and you're with him and he created that for you to be with him and then i kind of just um I don't know. I just shared the rest of the gospel acronym and what was on my heart. And I was like, Hey, if you have any questions, like I'll be here for you. If you have, like, if you want to do a follow-up, like I'll meet you in person, I'll talk to you, whatever. And, um, and then I actually asked, because um, at LTC, we kind of learned about, like, then when you share the gospel with someone, you don't want to just, like, leave them hanging and be like, all right, bye, nice, see you later. Like, you want to kind of have, like, a, what they call it, landing question. So then I asked him, I was like, is there anything stopping you putting your faith in Christ? And he kind of sat there for a second, and I was like, um. and then he said, well, no, not really, but he was just kind of unsure about it, so what we were taught, when they say no, like, you would just kind of ask them why, if there was any reason that was stopping them. And, like, I I asked if I could, like, I asked if he prayed or if I could pray for him. And we didn't end up, like, praying on the phone or anything, but I kept him in my prayers. Ultimately, like... I think he grew up in some religion, but he didn't, like, kind of stick with it. And um I was just grateful that God was able to use me to kind of plant those seeds again to, like, talk to him about it. And if he had any questions, like, he could come to me about it. He didn't, like, right then and there put his faith in Christ, but I definitely have been praying for him. And he seemed to, like, have really listened and heard what I was saying. And I thought that was really cool. Like, that was... One of the main things that I learned at LTC, like, I, like they said, I learned a ton, but one of the main things was just about the share, like about you really just putting yourself out there and sharing with people and how important that truly is because praying and caring for people is, it's really good and it's really good to worship and be in his word, but then the next step is to go out and actually share that with other people because you want them to... able to have the same thing that you have, to be able to have a relationship with God because that's so powerful and meaningful and I believe that, like, there is no life without God and that I just want to share that with as many people as I can so they can also have that relationship with God. So, yeah. All right,
2: so I will not take three minutes. Um, I'm Molly. I'm one of the leaders. This is the second time that I have gone. Um, The first time, I think I was just really... We do Dare to Share throughout the year, and so we know we get like a little glimpse of what it's going to be like, and then when we go to lead the cause, you get complete immersion, and the kids are on fire, and they're... (laughs) Stop recording me, Rachel. They're ready for it. Um, But this year... Uh, before we even got through to the last day, where the last day they're like planning out the year, what they want it to look like, everything's like the kids are usually right on point with what we want because it's God leading it and it's all coming together and it's great. Um, But this year, before we even got there, the kids were just so on fire. And uh, there's... uh, There's this time like when we're planning, we're like, who's going to go with who they have to share. We want to set like the really outgoing person with maybe more of a shy person because you never know how it's going to go. And God was like, so the people that like I maybe had some concerns about, they were just so on fire and they stepped up and they wanted to share and so the way that you go about it is you're, as a leader, you're supposed to go share first. You're supposed to give them an example. You're supposed to share. My group didn't give me a chance. So we're walking up. We're going up to the first person and Kedron was like, uh, I'm going to go share with him. And I was like, uh, okay. And so she, they just go up and they share. And um, the guy actually asked if that he could pray for us too, and he was a believer. And it was a really, really good first experience for them. And so I think my encouragement going forward is that we have kids that while they're young adults, they're still kids. We have a wide age range here at church that are showing us up. So they're, they're on fire. They're going out, and they're sharing. And they may have a quarter of the knowledge that some of the adults may have. They may have half. They may be very wise. But we have a whole congregation That can easily, if not easier, because we have cars and we're adults, can go out and share the gospel um, and do that. And so um, I think Ebony is still one of my verses, but my encouragement is fear doesn't have an age range. And so there's fear when you go out and you talk to somebody and it can be uncomfortable and there's moments when you need courage and the courage is not going to come from yourself or your knowledge or anything like that and it comes from God. And so I have three verses um, that I would like to share. The first was Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, Joshua one nine um, I be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord God is with you, and then my last verse is Romans one sixteen for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes um, to the Jews first, but then also to the Greek. So my encouragement would be to step out of your comfort zone at the store, at your work, anywhere that you may be, because this is not just a kid mission. This is a God mission that he calls on everybody to make disciples. We have it on the backboard. We also have a group that goes out on Saturdays. Uh, Jesse Salgado really leads that, and I'm sure he would love to have every single person here come and join him as well. So that's all I got.
13: Hello, Uh, I'm Amber. This is my third time going to lead the cause. My first thing is. These kids. <laughs> I mean, if you guys haven't if you guys don't know these kids, you should know these kids. They're phenomenal human beings. And um it is such a gift to be a part of working with them and getting to see how God's using Corey in their lives and just um being able to disciple them. <clears throat> so I've actually been in youth ministry for I think like thirteen years now. Um not a moment wasted. It's been amazing. Um but it's such, such a growing thing to disciple someone else. Um, and I think, I think that's something that too few of us get to experience. Um, and so for me this year, my favorite LTC story was actually um, an opportunity where God really humbled me and um, using one of my students. So. Um, we were in the session, and we were listening to one of the speakers and he started he started complaining about something and Because I had seen something on social media, I instantly saw this massive blind spot for this guy and i was telling one of the other leaders about it and I was getting really irritated with him actually because he just kept going on and on and I was like you're being a hypocrite and (laughs) and the thing was is like it it wasn't that I was wrong by what I was saying but the problem was that I did not have the right heart about it and so as I sat there and kind of tore this guy down really I mean I was being unkind um, I it was like I didn't realize. It was like my blind spot was glaring, <laughs> and um, and one of my students who I've been discipling for a while, she actually called me out on it after the session. And she and I could tell she was uncomfortable. Like she wouldn't look me in the eye, but she was talking as we we're walking. And I'm just like, at first I got defensive because I was like, no, like he was wrong, like he, you know. And she was like, yeah, but I know that if if I was if I was saying what you're saying now, that you would call me out and you would tell me that I need to be more gracious and I need to be more kind. And I was like, you are so right. <laughs> I would say that. And um, and it was just this really beautiful moment of, I got to go to her you know, an hour later and just tell her that thank you, A, for calling me out, for being brave enough to say, hey, you need to be like Jesus, and also like to tell her how proud I was of her that she that she's willing to to speak up and to to stand up for for Jesus and to stand for what's right. And so um, it was, and it just, and then for me, like the rest of that week, it was just this constant reminder that when you're in a place where you're discipling younger people, or even and even younger people, just. We are to be ambassadors for Christ. We are to be his example. For some people, we are the only representation of Jesus that they see. And so our behavior matters, and what we say matters, and how we treat other people matters. And so um, I was thinking about this this morning in... This verse, which I'm sure you guys all all know, because people often use this when they're talking about young people, um, it's from First Timothy, and so Paul's writing to a young man that he's been discipling, and what he says to him in chapter 4, he says, "'Let no one look down on you because of your youth, but be an example, and set a pattern for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in moral purity.'" And um, these students do that. These students are an example. They are inspiring to me and to the rest of the leaders that get to work with them. And um, they're just, it's just such a huge blessing to be a part of your guys' lives, um, to be a part of their journey and to be able to just watch them become more like Jesus.
14: came down <laughs> I'm going to tag on the Amber story because um, she didn't call out Amber she called out Amber me and Molly because we were all like so, yeah very humbling but yeah I agreed so proud <laughs> um, yeah I think I mean I could almost just completely ditto what Amber said um as far as my biggest impact was really just seeing the kids step up. Um, Yeah, every, with both years, I think you have the kids that you've done youth group with, and you kind of know personalities, and, you know, there's some kids who really come off as super timid, and you're like, oh gosh, I don't know how they're going to do with this, and... You have the really overconfident kids that you're like they're going to be fine, and you know it's it's kind of just like all that that same concept I think of of uh, what Hallie said that you're not trying to do things on your own strength or in your own understanding um, to put to put God in this box or to assume that you know the Holy Spirit's you know, plan here. Um, It's just to be there, to be prayerful, to be obedient, um, to be willing to whatever he calls you to, and um, to not bar what he's trying to do with these other kids because you're what you perceive. Um, And so that was really cool because I think some of the kids that I was like, Again, yeah, this has been said, but some of the kids that I was like worried about, I just they just kind of blew me away. And um and it's just that reaffirmation that that God's in the driver's seat, which thank you Lord, because <laughs> if we're in the driver's seat, this whole thing's crashing. Um so um I was just so encouraged by, like, there was just so many little things, like um, Kedron's phone call, and, um, yeah, calling out your leaders, and (laughs) um, just certain people away coming out of their bubbles, (laughs) that was just so fun to see and like um, every year I get like a little bit more of their personalities because some of them don't talk that much in youth group but then they come to LTC and they're forced to spend a week with you and you hear them talk a lot more and you're like oh this is so cool you have things to say (laughs) like why don't you talk at youth group Um, but it's just it's just always just this um, like how Ebony said too it's just it's this family like and, and it's just every year God is just. Tightening that, and I think, and I think you really need that with this mission to share the gospel. Um, like with the uh, with the going downtown to share the gospel that Jesse does, um, you know, it helps that we're commu- we're in community. Like we know what's what's going on in each other's lives. We're praying for each other. Like he texted me this morning and was like, "Pray for me." I didn't sleep last night because my cold. My I'm so sick, and like it's just like that that builds on that. To have a group of people who love God, who terrified though they are, are going to go out and actually do what he's called us to do, sometimes well, sometimes not so well. Um, and just having grace in that too. But um, I'm just encouraged. I I also want to ditto just getting to know these kids um, because they're just... Yeah, they're great, and I love them. I feel incredibly blessed and honored to be able to be in youth ministry and discipling them. Um, I think LTC is such a great thing that, if for whatever strange reason you ever have a chance to go, no matter what age you are, you should go. Um, but it's just a it's just a big personal challenge as well too. That if I I think I said this last year, but if I if I look at the amount of days that I just live my life and I miss opportunities. I'm I'm a little ashamed and humbled that I've lost those opportunities. So I'm just trying to be better about that, trying to not have the excuses that we all say that we don't have time or that God can use somebody else better because we all know that in the Bible he used all kinds of people and a lot of them weren't great. So, um, yeah, just to... Just to be bold in your assurance of that it's God that's working through you, that you don't have to carry it on your shoulders, that you don't have to have all the answers. Um, You just have to have the willing heart and the truth, which we have, and that we need to share that. So, thanks.
1: Well, now for the message. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> A few closing remarks. Um, first, thanks again, guys, for sharing and sharing with the everyone else here. Yeah. You know, uh, if you recall, we were fundraising for this opportunity, and I just want to I want to thank you in that. This was the first year we were fully funded. I mean, we were. It, God provided. And, and through your giving, you guys were a part of that. You allowed this to happen, and it was a just a phenomenal trip. And uh, lots, lots more could be said. And at the end of service, I want to invite you, if you want to ask questions or hear more stories, the students are prepared to stick around and have those conversations with you. So put them on the spot. It's going to be great. But uh, I do have a, a, just a few a few words I want to say, too, real quick. I asked uh, Mr. Blakeman to read the parable of the sower out of Luke 8, and uh, I think there's an interesting lesson to be learned from the parable of the sower. First is that most of your Bibles all name it the parable of the sower. Now, when you reread the passage, or if you recall hearing it, uh, guess who's talked about the least? The sower. It's not mentioned. <laughs> the only thing mentioned about the sower is that he, he's casting seeds all over the place. We don't learn how good of a gardener he is. I I might argue that he's a terrible gardener. (laughs) Why in the world are you casting seeds in the rocks? You know, like, what are you doing, right? You want to find that good soil, but he's casting it all over the place. And yet, that seed that's being cast does find good soil and produces fruit. And I think the lesson for us, at least one of the lessons, is that oftentimes we might be too focused on the sower, on us. Whatever reason we have of not sharing the gospel with a friend, a family, a work co-worker, or maybe just a complete stranger, usually those reasons have to do with something to do with us. We're afraid of how they might respond. Maybe we feel unequipped. Maybe we're afraid of how we are going to communicate, not gonna, or not going to communicate clearly. Maybe we think that this person's faith resides really on whether or not we give a good gospel presentation. And the reality is, there's a lot of great resources out there to equip us to do that. However, it still misses the point of the sower, which is, it doesn't actually depend on us. The only thing we are called to do is to cast that seed. Wildly, I would say. (laughs) Then, after that, it's in God's hands. And He will use that to call people to Himself. And so I think that you heard this challenge through the students and through the leaders. Sow those gospel seeds and sow them wherever you can, because eventually that gospel seed will hit fertile ground. This year at camp, that's what we prayed for. Lord, if this entire camp is a wreck, we literally prayed that. Lord, maybe all the equipment will fail. Lord, maybe the boats will sink. Lord, whatever it is, please, Lord, prepare fertile ground. And we saw folks come to Christ. There was fertile ground. I think oftentimes we also, we look at PA, we look at our hometown, we say, this is hard soil. And you know what? It is hard soil. You talk with Jesse and talk with the groups that go out every Saturday to go share the gospel, and they, they hit a lot of hard soil. And yet, I'm also reminded that through prayer and through the work of the Spirit, God is still tilling that soil. And I was just reminded a friend of mine down in Portland, of all areas, he went out with a group and he was just sharing on, on. He was just really rejoicing on Facebook. He said, "Hey, went out with a group of people just to go share the gospel. We got to share the gospel with 108 people. Prayed for 90 people, and we ended up having seven people pray that they would surrender their lives to Christ. That's pretty amazing." <laughs> <You can play. laughs> We celebrate that, and I believe that we will celebrate that here in Port Angeles as well. I believe we will see this too in our own town as we pray for fertile ground, and I will, we sow the true gospel. We sang about the gospel this morning. We heard Scripture giving the gospel. Uh, you know, whatever you, <laughs> whenever you sow the Lord's word, it does not return void. God's going to use that. All right? So that is my challenge for us to go. Uh, these kids, you you hear them talk about their cause crew a little bit. The, 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 it's a group of kids that uh, they say, hey, we want to encourage and strengthen one another. We want to uh, hear stories from each other, see how you're sharing the gospel with a friend, how we can pray for you. Uh, this is our cause crew, right? This is the church. And if we could continue to encourage and continue to pray for one another and intentionally be be intentional about sharing the gospel— uh, I believe the Lord's going to do amazing things. What I love about this is maybe, maybe you're, you've been a believer for a long time, and I don't know where you feel you are spiritually. Maybe you feel you're a bit stagnant. I, I heard this three times this week, and so I was like, wow, from three different sources. Uh, and they said this, you know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. It's in those moments when we step out in faith, that the Lord, where all we have to rely on is the Spirit of the Lord. And then he does it, shows up, and you walk away praising the Lord, going, God, that was you. And you become that much closer in your growth of learning what it means to follow Jesus. Encourage us all in that way.